Let's look to the Lord in prayer as we start. Our gracious Heavenly Father, our Almighty God, we come humbly before your throne of grace and mercy this morning. Lord, we want to enter into your presence or continue to worship you. Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, to our minds. I pray that you would show us what you would have us to learn this morning. I pray that my words would not be my own, but your Holy Spirit speaking through me. Lord, we commit this time to you. We are very dependent upon you. We need you now. So speak to us. Join with us. here. Allow us to hear from you. And Lord, we trust that you will show us what you'd have us to learn. I pray these things in your precious Son's holy and name. Amen. There was a man going on a journey, and he called to himself his servants in order to distribute his property to them. And to the first servant, he gave five talents. And to the second servant, he gave two talents. And to the third servant, he gave one talent, each according to their abilities. And he went on his way. And the first servant that received five talents went out and traded his talents and gained five more talents. Likewise, the second servant went and traded the two talents he had and gained two more talents. And the third servant went out and dug a hole in the ground and buried his talent. And after some time, the master returned, and he called his servants to himself for them to give account for what they had done with what he had given them. And the first servant came to him and said, Look, sir, look master, you gave me five talents. I went out and I gained five more talents for you. And the master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you have been faithful with a little, I will give you much. Enter into your master's peace. And the second servant came likewise and said, Master, you have given me two talents. I went out and I traded and I gained two more talents for you. And the master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you have been faithful with a little, I will put you over much. Enter into your master's peace. And the third servant came to his master and said, I know that you are a hard man, reaping where you do not sow, and gathering where you have not spread seed. And so I went and hid the talent that you had given me. Here is what is yours. And the master said to him, You wicked and slothful servant, if you knew I was a hard man, reaping where I did not sow, and gathering where I have not spread seed, you should at least invested the talent with the bankers so that when I returned, I could gain interest on what I had given you. And he said to his servants, Take what, that one talent from him and give it to the one that has ten talents and cast this wicked and slothful servant out into the outer darkness. I share that parable with you this morning because we too have been given talents. We have been given spiritual gifts from the God above, our Master, our Lord. And we will give account for what we have done with the spiritual gifts that He has given us. And this morning, we're going to look at a passage that shows us why we must use our spiritual gifts. So if you turn in your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8, it is found in your pew Bibles on page 1351. 
For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the portion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. This morning, my hope is that you will see that you need to use your spiritual gifts in the church today. But before we get into the, the reasons why we need to use our spiritual gifts from this passage, I would look, like to look at two preliminary facts in order for us to gain a better understanding of why we need to use our spiritual gifts. So if you'll just look back at verses 12, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I would like to look at those first. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what, is, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So for, in order for us to use our spiritual gifts, we have to realize first that us using our gifts is an act of worship. It, is, it comes out of our worship. Service to God brings honor to Him and blessing for you only when it is the outflow of our worship in offering ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. Let's look at a quote from John MacArthur. He says, This passage... Romans 12, 1-8, utterly destroys the notion that a Christian can be committed to Christ, but be inactive in his service, that he can love the Lord, but not obey the Lord, that he can be surrendered to the Lord, but not minister for the Lord. True worship can not be divorced from service. We cannot separate our worship from service. If we truly and completely want to worship God with our lives, if we want to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to Him, we have to serve Him. And we have to serve Him out of our worship. The second preliminary fact I want to look at this morning is the fact that this is for everyone. If you look at verse 3, it says, for, the, but for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. This is for everyone. They estimate that a human uses only about 11% of their brain, leaving almost 90% of our brain unused. Well, I'd like to say this morning that there's a similar ratio for Christians using their spiritual gift in the church today. Like they say, about 20% of the church does 80% of the work. There's a lot of people that are not using the gifts that God has given them. They, they are not being a good steward of the gift that God has given them. <clears throat> Every believer, young or old, new or mature in the faith, has been given a spiritual gift and needs to be using it. 
And that's what I'd like to look at this morning. Reasons why we should use our spiritual gifts. And the first reason that why we need to use our spiritual gifts is because we need each other. And we see there in verse 3, it says that we should not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. When I was in high school, I had the privilege of playing on the varsity basketball team at my high school. And it took me a while to develop my skills and actually get onto the starting, into the starting lineup. But my junior year, I was, I was one of the starters, and I was one of five starters, and we were all juniors. And all five of us were decent players. The other four were really good players. They could shoot from anywhere. All four of them could dunk the basketball. So we were a very good team. And as our junior year progressed, we played as a team. We worked together as a team. And we excelled. We got to the point where we made it to the state championship. Unfortunately, we didn't win the state championship, but we made it there. And we did that because we played together. We worked together. Well, over that summer after my junior year and in our preparation for our senior year, uh, people were writing articles in the newspaper about us, and they were talking about how great we would be because we were all coming back. All five juniors are now seniors, and we were so good our junior year, they expected us to be amazing our senior year. And that started to go to our head. We started to get proud. And as our season started, we didn't work together anymore. We didn't play as a team. Each of us played for ourselves and tried to carry the team on our, own, on our back. And we collapsed. We fell apart. And we continued to lose game after game after game. And we, didn't, we made it to the playoffs, but we lost in the first round of the district playoffs. And what, what happened there is that we weren't working together anymore. We thought we could do it on our own. We didn't realize that we needed each other. We need to change our thinking and, and realize that we need each other in order to be a team, in order to fulfill the goal that, that is before us. Well, in the same way, God has given us a mission as a church to build up the church and reach out to others. And we need each other to do that. So we have to change our thinking in order to do that. And the first way we change our thinking is by not thinking too highly of ourselves. We cannot be proud. We can't think we can do it on our own. We have to humble ourselves and realize that we need each other in order to accomplish the mission that God has given us. Secondly, we need to change our thinking by realizing that we have to have sound judgment. And there's three perspectives I'd like us to think about this morning, how to have sound judgment. And the first perspective is, is that I am made in God's image. Each of us has been made in God's image. And from eternity past till eternity future, God has community within himself. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit commune with one another. And he's created us like himself. We need communion. We need each other. And he made us that way on purpose, that we would, would have communion with each other and be dependent on each other. Secondly, we have to realize that we are filled with, with God's Spirit. That God has given us his Holy Spirit and that is our power source. We can't do it in our own power. We can't use our gifts in our own power. We need God's power. And thirdly, we have to realize that we are part of God's plan. He wants to use you. He doesn't want you to sit on the sideline. He doesn't want you to sit on the bench. He wants you in the game. He wants you to participate and be using your gifts because he is part, that is part of his plan for us. So, we need to change our thinking. That is the first 
reason why we need to use our gifts. Secondly, we need to realize that we are part of the body of Christ. So we, each of us are part of this body of Christ. When we become a Christian, we become part of that body. We join each in, in, in as a member of this, this bigger, larger body of Christ. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 4 to 5. For just as we have many members in one body, and all members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, individual members of one another. So we're all part of this body. And we're going to use Jimmy Neutron to help us out here to realize that there's different parts of the body there. There's the hair, the nose, the mouth, the neck, the stomach, the legs, the head, the eyebrows, the eyes, ears, arms, hands, and feet. We have many different parts of our body, but they all come together and function as one body. And in the same way, we are many members, but we become together and function as one body. Let's look at a parallel passage to Romans chapter 12, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 14 to 20. If you want to follow along, uh, you can see it on the screen there. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not part of the body. It is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not part of the body. It is not for this reason any less part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. So each part of the body is necessary. If, we were, if our body was all an eye we wouldn't be able to function. We wouldn't be able to do different things because we'd be just an eye. If we were just an ear, we wouldn't be able to see. We wouldn't be able to smell. We wouldn't be able to speak. So every part is, is very important in the body. So you have to realize that your part is very important in the body. Not only are we individual members of one body, but each member has a different function. Let's take a business for illustration. We can use Air Products as an illustration since it's a local company that, right here in the Lehigh Valley. If everybody that worked at Air Products was a chemical engineer, it would not function as a business. They need the finance people. They need the marketing people. They need the sales people. They need truck drivers. They need plant workers. They, need, they do need the engineers. But it takes all these different parts to come together and function together in order for this company to be successful. If you took one part out, it wouldn't be successful. And so each part has a different function, though. Each of these guys have different skill sets that they use in that company to help it be successful. Well, God's given us different skill sets. He's given us different spiritual gifts. And that's what the third point of today's message is that we are all gifted differently. He's given us different gifts in order to fulfill different functions. And each of our spiritual gifts are given to us in order to be a part of the body of Christ and function in the body of Christ. 
Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 6 to 8. It says, Since we have gifts that differ to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the portion of his faith. If service, in his serving. Or he who teaches, in his teaching. Or he who exhorts, in his exhortation. He who gives with liberality, and he who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. These are some of the spiritual gifts we, we just read here, but there are also others found in 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, and 1 Peter 4. And there's just many, many different gifts that God has given to us. And each of us has been gifted differently. And he's gifted us differently in order for us to come together and to work together to fulfill his mission for the church. But not only has he given us spiritual gifts, he's given each of us a shape. And my uh, title for the sermon this morning is, Are You Using Your Shape? Well, your shape is your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your experience. Let's break this down a little bit and look at what each of these are. Your spiritual gifts is a God-given special ability given to every believer at conversion by the Holy Spirit to share his love and strengthen the body of Christ. So each of us has been given one of these spiritual gifts or, or multiple spiritual gifts. I actually, leading up to the sermon, I took a spiritual gift survey uh, this week, just to see where, where I felt. I kind of knew what my spiritual gifts were, but I did it in order to get a better understanding. And, and sure enough, the things that I thought were my spiritual gifts were administration, leadership, and wisdom. And I see myself using them throughout uh, my ministries here at the church. So each of us has been given those spiritual gifts or multiple spiritual gifts. But secondly, we have the heart. Your heart represents the source of all your motivation. What you are most passionate about. What, do you, what excites you? What desires do you have? Those are the things that are your heart. The things that get, get you excited, that give you motivation to go throughout each day and, and to do service for the Lord. Thirdly, we see that we have personality, which is the complex of all the attributes, behavioral, temp, temperamental, emotional, mental, that characterize a unique individual. So each of us has a personality, and each of them are different. I'm sure you've come in contact with somebody that has a very different personality than you do. Well, God had a purpose in giving you a different personality than the person next to you. He wants to use it in his church. Thirdly, or, or fifthly, we have experience, which is the things that we have done throughout our lives. Family, educational, work, ministry, spiritual. We all have different experiences. My experiences are probably way different than your experiences. Some of you have gone through really trying times, through sickness, through a loss of a loved one. Well, those experiences God uses. And he takes this whole shape and brings it together for his glory and to serve him. He wants you to use your shape in the church today. And your shape is different than my shape. And if you're not using your shape, then you're not fulfilling your purpose in the church. And you're not completely and truly worshiping God with your life. You have not presented yourself as a living sacrifice to Him. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year and uh, one of the reasons I get excited about Christmas is I like to give gifts. I do like to receive them too, but I really like to give them. And one of the 
My most favorite person to give gifts to is my daughter, Peyton. I love to give her gifts, and I love the excitement that she has when she opens that gift, and she sees some new thing that I've given her, and and then she takes it and plays with it day after day until it's worn out or until she just outgrows it. I love that. I love to see her have that joy for that gift and to use it. The thing that disheartens me the most, though, is when I give her a gift, and she looks at it, and she's like, I don't want this. It's, well, you know, or, or she'll get it and she'll get excited at it for, about it at first and then it'll get shoved in the closet or put on a shelf or never used again. That, that's just so hard on me to see that. I, I like her to use what I've given her. Well, God is the same way. He's given you a gift. And it delights Him when you use it. When you use your gifts for His glory. When you use your gift to worship Him, it delights Him. But it breaks his heart when you put it on the shelf and you don't use it. So I want to challenge you to use your gifts today. And if you're not sure how you can use your gifts in the church, I actually put together this week a sheet that has a lot of the ministries of our church on it that is on the table in the narthex that you can take home with you and you can pray over and think about and say, Lord, where can I fit into this church? How can I use my gifts at Cedar Crest Bible Fellowship Church? And this isn't all-inclusive. There's other ministries. I, I just quickly put together what I could find. But there's other gifts. One way you could use your gifts is to come after the service today at 1 o'clock and help build shoeboxes to be sent overseas to give to children that don't have much. You could use your gift of service there. But there's many ways that our church, in our church, that you can use your gifts. Well, if you're wondering how you can discover your gifts today, there's eight things that I'd like you to think through as you try to discover your gifts. The first is you should present yourself as a living sacrifice. That's what it starts. It's saying to God, I am yours. Use me however you want. Second, you have to recognize that all believers have gifts. Every one of us is gifted. Although differently, we are, but we are all gifted. So make sure you realize that. Secondly, pray for wisdom. Seek God's wisdom on what the gift is that he gave you. Then examine your heart's desires. What do you get excited about? God won't give you gifts that won't match your passions. Your gifts will match your passions. He will provide avenues for things that you desire. He's not going to stick you teaching preschoolers if you don't like kids. God would not do that to you. He will put your passions and your desires together with your gifts. Fourthly, examine your hearts. Or fifthly, seek confirmation. Seek confirmation by trying out your gifts. Go do something and see, is this really where I am gifted? That's the best way to discover your gifts. I was telling some of the teens yesterday that they can take these spiritual gift surveys and and see what their gifts are that way. But the best way is to actually try them out. Try out your gifts and allow the Lord to confirm that to you. And and allow others, there will be others that will say, you know what, you're really good at that. Allow those people that encourage you and say you're good at that to say, okay, maybe I should do this. Maybe this is where I am gifted. Look for the Lord's blessing. If you're using your gift, he's going to bless you. He's not going to, you know, give you hard times because you're using your spiritual gifts.
And then wholeheartedly serve him. Once you discover that gift, wholeheartedly serve him. And lastly, cultivate the gift that becomes obvious. When you realize, okay, this is my gift, cultivate it. Allow it to be used. Develop it. If you're not sure of your gift, I challenge you to do these things. But also, we did put surveys there in the table in the narthex that you could go and fill out and help allow that to be a helper aid. Like I said this week, I did that. You're more than welcome to grab one of those and use one of those to, to help you to discover your spiritual gifts. But this morning, my hope for you, my challenge for you, is that you will leave here and you will start using your shape. That you will use your spiritual gifts. You will use your abilities. You will use your personality, your experience, and your heart to, to glorify Him, to worship Him, to take your worship to the next step and allow worship service to come out of your worship and not be sitting on the bench anymore to not be a spectator but a participant so I challenge you to use your gifts let's close in a word of prayer Father we thank you that you have given each of us different spiritual gifts and that we can work together as one body to fulfill the mission of the church I pray that we be active in our service that we be using our gifts in this church and in the, in the world around us. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just reveal to each of us what our gifts are. If there's people in here that don't know, allow them to see what their spiritual gifts are. And I pray that they would use their shape, that they would use every aspect of their life as an act of worship and service to you. So Lord, show us and lead us in, in our acts of service and worship to you. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.